is Detroit News Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 288. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? Been a bit? Yeah, way better. And I apologize for missing uh, last week, but um, I had a little case of food poisoning. And, and uh, well, I just things didn't go very well but uh i i would say that after week two the lions were the only ones who were crap in the bed so <laughs> that's uh, uh, <laughs> in today's show we're gonna talk about the lions and cardinals upon further review We'll also do the December-mometer like we usually do. We'll look ahead to the Lions and the Saints. We'll take you around the division and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? I'm ready to roll, just keeping my bowels clenched. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple quick announcements before we get started here. Check us out. Help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Woo, that's right. Of course, Dylan. And of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Also going to be of a big old shout out to Maddie K in the Patreon. Thanks for being part of the crew there, buddy. Uh, Brian Burkheiser, I prevail, I prevail, band.com. All those folks hang out together. We all hang out together. All of us. There's like, if I look right now, we have 267 people hanging out where? In the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, on our Slack chat. How do you get access to that? How do you become one of the special 200? How do you become number 268? That's what you're asking yourself right now. I know it. I can see it in your eyes. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. That's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Subscribe. It's a donation little platform. You can give us as little as a dollar a month and get access. You can give us $100 a month and get access. You can give a million dollars a month and give back, get access. It's great. We encourage you to give more, but a dollar gets you in and gets you, like I said, access to the most intelligent chat on the internet period it's it's the greatest place what a great community it's become uh check in there do that join us on patreon that helps us pay for all the crazy stuff we do also give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast on instagram detroit lions podcast and on twitter at det lions podcast go and follow us right now det lions podcast the very best place to see case with no pants on that's right i'm gonna have that cough button because that was a big bad burp uh subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast go hit that subscribe button the notification bell so you know what's going on we've uh, started putting some clips together for you guys we're working some things out so that you don't get nailed with notifications every time the clips go but they're gonna be highlights of the show we'll be able to put those out there for you guys so you can uh, refer to them in the future or get the most salient important chunks of the show in digestible little bits even case used it on the on the post game yeah. show so some good nice. stuff we're doing that for you guys for you all right, yeah, check us out. Subscribe on YouTube, and that is youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, where 
wherever you find us. Pandora, I don't know, Amazon. I think we're on Amazon now, too, their podcast thing. Give us those five stars. We thank you so much when you do that. That is the most meaningful thing to us. It does mean a very, very, very lot. Um, if you don't, if you can't find yourself giving us five stars, hit us up in the subreddit. We're happy to talk about it and figure out. I had some great conversations this week, and I know one of them actually did result in a five-star review. So, good stuff. Uh, give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast is the Skype account, or... You can hit us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, so I'm talking about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And the first segment we'll call Upon Further Review. There's a video. There's a... There's a visual for our, our uh, non-YouTube watchers here. All right, uh, let's do a review of the Lions, or an upon the review of the Lions and Cardinals game. I uh, got to do a second watch case. I know you get to spend some extra time with it. Um, let's just start off with the defense, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. All right, cool. I just make sure your pants weren't full yet. All right, um, we'll start off with uh, um, Jeffrey Okuda, number three overall draft pick. How can you not start out talking about him, right? His game as a rookie, again, against one of the top in the league. This guy, look, the Lions themselves are running a gauntlet the first game, four games of the season, right? Yeah. As of sure. the, we'll, we'll talk about this more later. Our opponents right now, including Arizona after this, this win we got over them, our opponents are currently 8-1. and 8-1 and one are the opponents that yeah. we played. All right. Um, you'll see that those 3-0 and Bears have played a much, much worse schedule uh, at this point. And then we have, we've got a great schedule coming up. We'll also talk about that. But it's a gauntlet. You think of yourself as a rookie, a rookie cornerback, one of the most difficult positions in the NFL to play with the most athletic players absolutely playing that position. You come in as a rookie. You don't get any mini camps. You don't get any OTAs. You don't, you know, you don't get any um, preseason games. You don't get anything. You're on the field after a first week injury. You're on the field against Devontae Adams. Yeah. Then... DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, obvious, one and two in the league as far as wide receivers. And then you throw, you, you put the guys, it's not like these guys have quarterbacks that are like, you know, it's not like, um, I don't know, um, oh, Garvin, <laughs> what's his name? Minshew. Minshew. Min, yeah, like Minshew's throwing at him, right? This is, this is Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray throwing at these guys. What a test for a rookie. And I got to say, again, still upon further review, Jeffrey Okuda did a spectacular job out there for a rook. Yeah, and I, I definitely think we're seeing improvement. Like you said, he's had you know an extremely difficult uh, uh, path so far this year. Um, he like PFF still doesn't love him, which that's okay. Um, those kind of numbers will come with consistency. But he did show the ability to make some plays against, you know, one of the best receivers. And obviously he did a really, I mean, an excellent job on the, on the turnover, which we needed. <laughs> we needed those turnovers in this game. So um, I'm, I was very happy to see him get that out of the way, too. Uh, we obviously have had a history of uh, cornerbacks who struggled to actually turn the ball over. To see him get one in only his second game is, you know, that's a very positive sign for us, I think, going forward. And I just need to uh, give a quick one for these for me. On the Friday show, I predicted Jeffrey Okuda's, Jeff Okuda's first interception in this game. I was 
right. And I thought, and we needed it. I said we actually needed it in order to win. And I was also, I, I won't bullhorn it again, but <laughs> I was right. It ain't no. That's a bullshit. No, it ain't. Um, so it's good stuff. Love to see him out here, he, out there. He's looking good. He's growing fast. He did a lot of good work. Arawarie, very quietly, killing it out there. I think for sure that he is going to be a very solid number two for us, number two cornerback for us for, for quite a while. I think we've watched his progression solidly from last year and into this year. It's just continuing. So I'm, I'm quite happy with him. I don't know that uh, we ever want him to be our full-time number one, but he's, he's perfectly capable at, at, at bringing problems for less than you know the top elite tier wide receivers so. i i gotta tell you i think he's gonna be a it's a 1a 1a b 1a yeah, 1b situation so. here next year as these guys get up it's it's really something our warrior is not a guy to sleep on these two guys together next year especially to in this scheme holy cow all of a sudden you look like you're going to have the corners that this scheme really needs in order to be the scheme that it's supposed to be we'll see what happens right we'll see if they get a chance to do that um also had to shout out Jamie Collins, the highest PFF grade at his position. Uh, it was posted in the sub by IQ Raider Man. That's not a bad deal, right? Number one overall. First, you had you had but a ref. You not get knocked out week one. That maybe wasn't the best move. Redeem yourself week three, the highest grade. Feeling good? Yeah. He looking good yeah, out there? Definitely. Yeah. yeah he's well, and good. and I think it was Jamie Collins that I heard had. Uh, talked after the game about you know what they had done uh, in preparation for for this game and and that they had specifically excuse me specifically um, looked for the tipped pass drill uh, to be a thing because mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's only five nine uh, he's thrown over tall linemen um, that's going to create some of those situations uh, and and that's not a knock on Kyler Murray necessarily. Uh, but it's just more likely to happen. And if you if you know going in that that is specifically what you are waiting for, and obviously Collins and Harmon uh, were both waiting for that, you're going to reap the dividends. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Harmon's Harmon's INT was beautiful. It was, it was yeah. great. That was it was it, it, this this was a team game. The team showed up for this game, and they played so well as a team. I really, really, really loved it. Um, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think it had to have been one of the better defensive performances we've seen, uh, you know, over the last few years. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not it wasn't perfect, but it certainly they certainly did plenty to you know put the team in position to win, and obviously that's what they did, and we did so. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But it was it was across the board, right? It was special teams, it was um, offense, it was defense, and we we just start off with defense here. There'll be a lot more to talk about, but. Um, it was it was it was just a well played game and, and as Sammy and I uh, alluded to last Sunday, um, or a- after the Sunday game, or after the game on Sunday, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's probably the best full team performance turned in since we beat the Patriots way way back that wonderful week three. Um, it was it was well done. So. Raging to Buffalo put something up in the uh, in the subreddit, and I need to I need to grab a hold of it because it was a it was a good one. It was uh, it was a good one. Um, lot Real of, quick, oh go ahead. 
sorry. Uh, in the subreddit, there was a and, and somebody in the YouTube chat mentioned it, and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But uh, somebody from uh, BF Breakdowns, which I'm not familiar with, but I will try to get familiar with, um, had posted they did a thorough study of Okuda's performance in Arizona mm -hmm. and why. Uh, you know, I, th I think my impression is that it gets a little bit of the um, the more positive bent of things than the negative. Although I'm sure they hopefully they you know they do kind of a balanced and and take a look at the things that didn't go so well for him too. But um, they go into detail. It sounds like about what to be excited for about his potential. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to see it. Yeah, but I, I just heard, got home. So I heard they get into the X and o, X's and O's a little bit and do a good job of breaking it down. So. Uh, it's a good look. Like I said, I haven't so seen go it, check yet. it out. We just I had to get the game in and then the whole, you know, right. the people that pay me the real money so I can do this. There you go. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the defensive changes. There has been this massive, you know, as we've heard, the, the burn down Allen Park kind of run of uh, we run only man coverage. Let's switch it up a little bit. And and I got some information here that I want to share. So let me run through this really quick uh, case and get your reaction. Um some people asked, and per ESPN stats and information, Lions played a lot more zone in week three than mm -hmm. in the first two weeks. So man defense week one was 82, 81, and then 55 um, Which is way highest week. in the league. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, 82, 81, and 55 man defense for weeks one, two, and three. Uh, zone defense, 17%, which was 17.9. So it's 18%, 18%. And week three, the jump for Kyler to 44.5%. Big, big significant change. Um, two of their three interceptions, though, did come in man. Just just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. And um, it allowed 63% of the completions. So there you go. Well, and I, I, you know, I know that I think, well, I should say, I think that Patricia would rather run a man scheme most of the time. And that's, you know, the players he's tried to put in were you know, man specific type players. But if you're not flexible with it, if you don't try, you know, other looks and try other things. So, I mean, this was kind of a, hopefully this was eye awake or eye opening, um, you know, for the coaching staff as well to see that that can work as long as you guys know what you know when you're using it. That um, it, it doesn't have to be strictly man coverage all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got to, I got to rephrase 63%. 63% uh, coverage or completion rate against the Lions when they were in man, just so you know. Now, mm -hmm. they got one interception, and there was a 73% completion rate when they were in zone, but the fact remains that switching it up makes it more difficult on the offense to to be able mm -hmm. to uh, put their plays together. So a little bit of information uh, about that. It was a complaint. It changed. I like to see that change. I don't know why they stayed man so much in weeks one and two. I don't know if they overcommitted on what was an important part of defense this year. Man coverage was uh, supposed to be really, really big this year. The Lions just took it to the extreme, I think. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was Patricia's plan or scheme or what. I can't see inside his head, but um, the adjustment this week really, really seemed to work. I would expect to see a similar kind of adjustment up against the, the Saints this coming week. Do you agree? Yeah. Um, we have a we have a task on our hands this week to stop that offense even if michael thomas doesn't play but it sounds like he probably will um the guy that scares me the most is kamara um out of the backfield because mm -hmm. he just he just chops people up um when when they get him in space and that that frightens me because of our history you know 
Uh, <laughs> we haven't always been the greatest against uh, covering running backs. Our linebackers are suspect at times, but I'm hoping that we're able to use, you know, the PFF loves Jamie Collins train and have him take care of that for us in a big way and, and hopefully limit the amount of damage that Camaro is going to do to us. Yep. Yep. Make Breeze have to do vintage Breeze things because I don't know that he has the arm strength to do it. No. He, and Yeah. And th- th- that's part of it. His, his pass has been real short. And they've they've relied on a lot of that that running game to to get them going. They're not the they're not your grandpa's uh, New Orleans Saints, um, so we'll have to see. Um, Thomas coming back is does make it a little more difficult. They've had without him, they've had a pair of pretty difficult weeks. So we'll see. We'll see who we get. We have him at home, so that's kind of nice. Not mm-hmm. that there's a huge home field advantage these days, but it's just always nice not to have to travel and and so on for you guys. Mm-hmm. So we'll. See how that goes. All right, uh, let's see. I want to really quick hit CBD. If you are checking out a way to make yourself feel a little better after a workout, if you're not getting the sleep you need, look at Case's face. That is a man who's a zombie right now. He started working at 5 a.m. today. Yeah, it's um, a 10-hour day. So. You could do that, or you could take the CBD. <laughs> or if you've just got any kind of uh, pain, just got in, in the Slack chat yesterday, just got a big shout-out to the on the on the uh, CBD cream. Guy was using it on his back. He's had back pain for a long time. He used it, and he just, it was, like, amazing. It went completely away and it was like he'd never used it uh i keep checking in with folks that i uh, that i know as listeners that we that i keep touch in touch with as to how it's working for them i have really 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 good reviews my reviews i'm telling you it's 100 percent. we wouldn't be doing this if they weren't real that's the thing we want to bring you guys value so check it out at cbd.detroitlionspodcast if you're looking for some of that pain relief the help with sleep the whole thing get the products got this new one this is their delta eight line you'll find it under like chill um, this is like super potent stuff. This I've had their other stuff and it was fine. This stuff, as you see, it comes with a warning label on it saying, <laughs> "Don't use heavy machinery." Um, the whole deal. It's 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 pretty potent. I I you know, like I said, I try this stuff out, make sure it works before I say anything about it. And I had a nice long relax <laughs> when I when I ate, uh, just one of the gummies. They say, they say one to two. And those little squares in there. I, I haven't gone to two yet. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm good. Um, just totally chill and sleep like a baby. Uh, good stuff. All right. So there you go. Check it out. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast. Get your fill. Get yourself set up. It's Diamond CBD. Great, great stuff. I think they got a 55% sale going right now. Uh, so check it out. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We get a we get a cut of that, as, we, as you know, and that helps the show go, but we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't good stuff. All right. Let's get into the Lions offense. Lions offense. I want to start with Matthew Stafford. Um, I would prescribe some, pre, uh, some CBD for him. Um, <laughs> And some might say, no, he's too chill. But Matthew Stafford on that in that game, I'll tell you, at first look was a guy who knew what he wanted to do, knew what he had to do, had to do, but his body wasn't doing what he's used to it doing. That That's the Matthew Stafford that I saw there. Um, great thing that uh, Kenny Galladay is used to catching passes that aren't necessarily on target. <laughs> He looks. He's definitely was was a needed uh, p- person for this win. Um, then he goes and throws this massive dime to Hall. Right, just yeah. sits That's in there perfect. beautifully. Um, I'm not real real big on that hold on Vitae. I get it, but I'm like whatever. Um, did would it, 
would they have had well yeah would that have changed the game that if it wasn't called back no it's i mean it's our defense was looking great at that point historically you're terrified because you're a lions fan but it, right. it doesn't mean anything um what do you think about stafford overall let's start with stafford when we talk about the offense you have to start with your quarterback to me it's either he hasn't shaken the rust or his body just isn't doing what he wants it to and and maybe there's something lingering what do you think <sighs> I would tend it's all to speculation. lean mm-hmm. more towards it being rust at this point until it until it's you know halfway through the season and and we're still struggling. That said, I mean he had a, almost a seventy percent completion you know percentage mm-hmm. that that's not bad. No. Um, the only he only had the two passes where I was really you know where I really thought he was off target and he was trying to force something to the back of the end zone uh, to the tight ends. Who shout out to the tight ends? They had a solid game. Um, Jesse James showed up, my friend. Yeah, I know he did. Come on, you got to give him pew, credit. Pew, 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 You got to do that, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> He's 70, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, 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 you know, maybe he hasn't been perfect, but when has he, okay, so are we basing saying that he hasn't been, you know, up to snuff purely based on, on the performance he was giving us last year? Because, I mean, the performance he was giving us last year was far and away, you know, it, well, I shouldn't necessarily say far and away, but it was his best he'd ever played no no so he's not quite <laughs> last year was yeah. his worst he ever played right no last year before he went out he was killing it oh wait are we still talking about jesse james no i was talking about stafford <laughs> okay sorry we, go we, ahead we go changed ahead. topic okay so stafford <laughs> was, was like... just just killing it you know last year and so i it, you know if that's the only criteria that we're that we're basing this season off of then yeah sure he's he's not quite up to snuff that's but... the standard my friend <laughs> but I mean, he set a new standard last year, and and I think you know it's fair to want him to play up to that, absolutely. But I also think it's worth noting that you know that wasn't necessarily always going to be the way he played. You know? Yeah. No. No. He was that. That he was robbed through injury of what absolutely would have been had a chance of being a record breaking year for him, right? Yeah. And now the the inability to do any preseason work and and kind of taking some some extra you know games to get ready he could return to form it, it's just the problem is is he's he's so key for us he is such <clears throat> everything on that offense really really revolves around him and one of the things i said in the friday show was it relies on stafford showing up and being the matthew stafford we know for us to beat those the the cardinals um yeah. he definitely showed up Right, better than he did in the first two games. I mean, it's a steady, it's a steady improvement. But you get great Matthew Stafford in there. You know, you get last year's Matthew Stafford in there, and we we win by 10, 12, 14 points. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one area where, not just, I mean, this isn't just Stafford. Although, like I mentioned, he did have those two overthrows in the end zone, but they just struggle so much. Excuse me again struggle so much down deep in in the opposing team's territory every almost every single drive stalls there and it's a good thing that we have matt prater because you know he's awesome but uh i i just can't i can't figure out personally i haven't figured out yet what it is that's going wrong in the red zone because we have some big bodies we have those tight ends we have kenny galladay back yeah uh we and marvin jones is great at those contested catches why are we struggling so much about, you know, just getting that, those seven points to three? It, I, I don't know. 
I, I don't well, know. Well, what I'll it keep is. looking at it. I'll keep looking at it as the year progresses and see if I can't come up with some theories for us anyway. But oh, I like a good theory. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's that's definitely been a problem. The stall. Let me talk a little bit. There's been a lot of conversation about the play mix, right? Uh, a lot of people talking run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, 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 pass. You got to stop the run, run, pass, and troll season. Uh, from the suburb, it went and he did some work. He put a bunch of stuff together, and I want to I want to just really quick kind of go through what he put out there. Um, there's some good info, and this was this is again from the Slack. This is work that Ash put in. I, I, I'm quote, going to quote Ash's work twice in today's show because he's so great. Um, he did he did a run on it, and and Troll Season did a run on it, but. Uh, we did a little further work before before Troll did it in the subreddit, and maybe we, we should probably, I should have probably posted it, but anyway, <laughs> here it is. On first down, it's an even split between run and pass, okay, for the Detroit Lions. The run pass, run, run, pass narrative is false, right? This whole two-to-one split. Um, the Lions have thrown the ball 32 times in second down, and they've run it 20 times on second down. So that's three-to-two throw versus run inside the red zone it's a 17 to 16 ratio in the play calls also talks against it though we didn't have the splits in the, by in the red zone uh down so we we didn't have uh we weren't able to break those out um with a lead the lions have run the ball 33 times and passed 32 which is a higher ratio than when they're tied or leading but again it doesn't match the run run pass narrative at all so let's look at the Chiefs. Let's put a, an example out there of the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The lead, they have 18 rushing and 14 passing splits. Okay, On first down, 29 runs, 33 passes. On second down, 16 runs to 27 passes. Significantly more passing, but they've also been trailing more. Okay, Now if you go across the league, you're going to go 1,100... I'm going to go to this way. 1419 <laughs> run, 1398 pass, second down 854 to 745 and red zone 490 to 451. Um with the with the lead, it's 1046 to 1009 run to pass. So basically what you got when you look at those numbers and you're going to have to go through those cuz I know I went through them once and I had to spend a whole bunch of time like knocking these things out. Bevel's been thrown at a higher rate on second down than the league average. So just right off the top, you know, if you want to go run pass pass, you know, if you want to, you got to change the narrative. Run run pass is not it. Maybe at crucial points in the game, it felt like that was what happened, but that was not the standard as the uh, the way run the way the way they were running the offense by any stretch. So that narrative yeah. is is absolutely broken. So please, please, please don't perpetuate run run pass because it's just not true. It's not supported by the data. Yeah. Right, case. What's your, <laughs> don't you have any data to yell? No, no, not at the moment. No. Um, I, you know, and overall so far this year, I've been happy with the run game, what they've been able to do in the run game. Um, it's not quite perfect yet, but I mean, we sure did get more out of Adrian Peterson than I was expecting to. So yeah, God, if, if we had last year's Matthew Stafford, Plus the Adrian Peterson we've had this year. Can you imagine the damage this offense would be doing? Mm-hmm. And and Kenny back. I mean, it's it's all, you know, ifs, ands, or buts, or what ifs, right? But um, no, no, looking good. Let's talk a little bit about Kenny Galladay. Actually, yeah. um, came back, didn't do this, the 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 long verticals. Uh, obviously, his hammy wasn't one hundred percent based on 
how he was a lot of crossing routes for Kenny, right? A lot of crossing routes to, to try to get him open, and and a lot of them worked. It was it was he had a good day. He had uh, some really really good uh, catches. Talk to me a little bit though, Case, about receiver depth. Tell me about. I mean, we got Kenny back. Hopefully this week he'll be even better and be able to go vertical and be a threat and put uh, Marvin Jones into his better position that he plays or mm-hmm. playing you know the role that he he fits in better. Um, talk well, about I know, depth right now. I know you guys talked about Marvin Jones a little bit with one of the callers uh, after the game and that he hasn't exactly been blowing it up on the stat sheet this year. Um, but I think it's, you know, I think you guys may have overstated the issue a bit. I mean, it, it, we're still only three weeks into the season. Are you saying and he has that made you're some clutch. A, a simp for Marvin? Is that where we're at? Right, that's, I am going to sit for Marvin. Yeah, that's what that is true. Okay. But I always, I always do. So, yeah, I um, <laughs> but I mean, he still comes through in the clutch multiple times. You know, when you need him, um, I think that he has not seen as many looks from Stafford because they've been trying other things. But they, that's the good thing about where they're at right now with the receiver depth. And I'm not talking specifically wide receivers, but um, the receivers in general, the running backs, tight ends, additionally in that group. And, you know, Jamal Agnew being out there doing his thing, too, um, is that you don't we don't have to force the ball to Marvin Jones. Now, there was a time when we had to we had to get the ball to him a lot because we didn't have anybody else. And now, like, I, you know, I, I can't say what I said earlier about struggling in the red zone, but moving up and down the field they don't need to rely so heavily on those contested catches from him. Those are dangerous plays. And that's, you know, it, it, it it's a contested catch for a reason. <laughs> if they don't need to make those, then don't make, then don't try to make those. They're, they're doing a great job. And you said, you know, you mentioned Kenny on crossing routes. They've been doing a good job with the tight ends, getting, you know, scheming them open. If the, you can move the ball up and down the field using those kind of things, you don't need to go to your, uh, you know, perimeter receiver who isn't necessarily the fastest guy in the league and doesn't necessarily get the best reception uh, uh, separation. I still would like to see them go to Marvin a little bit more in the end zone because like I said, you know, we all know that he, he comes down with the ball when it's jump ball situation almost all the time, but those are still, like I say, those are dangerous throws because the, uh, obviously the, the DB is always going to have a much better chance at either, you know, knocking it away or heaven forbid coming down with the interception themselves. It's nice that we have the depth we have at receiver right now, because we don't need to rely on that. That's all I was trying to get at. That's all? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think it's good. I think I think Kenny and MJ J make each other better. I just think the two of them both healthy make each other better because of the role they play. And I think Marvin has been missing Kenny um with the 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 depth that they have. Just because they they are the guys that give us the help. Hall is, is has been helpful a little bit, but he's not as much as a threat. Remember um Fuller, Corey Fuller? Mm-hmm. When he could, you know, he could outrun anybody, but he was never a yeah. threat. He'd just be standing down the sideline by himself, just running yeah. sprints, right? Nobody covered him because they didn't care because they knew he couldn't catch the ball. So um these guys bring a real a real threat. I want to talk about carry on. Have you have you heard the name carry on Johnson before? Maybe <laughs> he's very quietly having a really good year, and he's doing yeah. the stuff that isn't super flashy, doesn't get the headlines, but 
anybody would want their teammate to be a carry on Johnson out there. Carry on has been really, really killing it, playing a team game out there. Uh, number one pass protection running back in the league right now. This is from Mod Abs, by the way, in the subreddit. And oh, by the way, while he's doing that, he's knocking down four and a half or 4.4 yards per carry. That's yeah. that's pretty good. He's not getting a lot of carries. He's not doing a whole lot on the, on the field. But he is out there making a real difference. And I think you're going to see carry on break out a little bit as the season goes on. You're going to see him. The thing about Jesse James yesterday was he was an absolute surprise. You talk about guys that aren't getting covered. Nobody thought Jesse James would ever get the ball because he didn't. We've been playing the long game here for over a year, not throwing the ball. Yep. To him, right. <laughs> We're setting carry on up for the same kind of a thing in the right kind of time to have a really, really spectacular game. And the other team's going to have to figure out how to adjust to him. And when they yep. do, then we'll have the next, our adjustment from that. So I think this is a really good setup. Carry on's been killing it out there. Um, Really, really not going to doubt. I got to. <laughs> I'm really, I'm very much in uh, excited for the Carry On Redemption Tour because yeah. I've always been a huge fan of his, um, and I always really liked the way he ran the ball. Greasy. Obviously, we just, I mean, the poor guy just couldn't stay healthy, and that's you know. Yeah, and this year, I remember, like I said, I, when I go to August, I think about where people looked at this year and said, "Boy, that first four games, mm, mm, we walk out of that." If we walk out of that one and three, I'm going to be happy. We're going to win the Chicago game, but we're going to lose Green Bay, Arizona, and New Orleans. Can you imagine? I mean, seriously. And so we lost in Chicago, and the world was on fire. It was over. Then we lost to Green Bay, and the world was on fire. Right? It was absolutely over. And then we won to Arizona, and it's like, well, you didn't really win that game. But, you know, they lost it. But oh, whatever. And, 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 like, people are in this weird spot. We're going to come out probably one and three, maybe, if, we're, if things go well, two and two into the bye and we'll talk awesome. about the schedule coming up. I I looked ahead. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, yeah, Carry on Johnson, really, really good. Jim Young in the chat. You're right. This visor is so fly. And where do you get it? You go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, and you get that superstar-looking visor and all the kind of goods you want, any team, college, or pro, any sport fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com takes you right there. They give us a little kickback with everything you buy, but it's the real stuff, licensed, high-quality stuff. It's the same people that run the Lions store at the, uh, the, the I was going to say the Silver Dome, <laughs> at Ford Field. Uh, great stuff there from Fanatics, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right, going, going, going. Got to get to special teams coverage. All right, ready? Okay, got to go really quick on the offense. Sorry, there's, there's, a, there's an, a, another thing to talk about. Swift. Swift needs more touches between the tackles. We keep hearing this. Keep people keep hitting it. What do you say? Where's your head at, Case? I think Adrian's doing a great job. I think it's a smart idea to continue the the our running back by committee system that they're using right now. That's not to say I don't want to see more of Swift, and I think we will see more of Swift. And I think there's a good chance that um, as the season progresses we'll see one or another running back sort of featured in a game. And obviously this all changes if there's an injury to one of the three, because then the other two are definitely going to see their, their touches increase. But um, touching I, me, I, of course I touching you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't, good. couldn't miss it. Couldn't miss it. Played Travis uh, <laughs> had, had called that uh, sweet Caroline the, um, the the white people national anthem <laughs> the other day I thought I, I don't really I, I really can't stand Clay Travis but uh, I did think that was funny um, <laughs> white uh, national anthem is funny <laughs> yeah um, 
but uh, yeah, no, of course I want to see more of, of Swift, and I think we will. Um, and and but I don't think there's any reason that we need to force him into a larger role when we have other guys performing so well. I so. tell you, yeah, and and the thing is, I, I you saw you saw his eyes at, uh, on the sideline after getting hit in the back with that pass. And you know, you just absolutely know oh, it's yeah. his fault, oh, right? Yeah. You, no, you he, know it's yeah, his he, fault, and he just... That was a brutal one. <laughs> and then after that pass that he dropped, right, as a rookie, and, and, and then Detroit and the hate and everything that's going on, Detroit has a way of breaking sports players, uh-huh. right? I don't want to put too much on Swift too fast and, and break the poor kid. This kid's going to be good, and he's going to be good for a long time. Let's let him let's let him grow at his pace. Adrian's doing great work on the ground. You know, he's doing fine. Carrion's doing a little bit. Swift will get his work. Swift will get his work. And I guarantee by the end of this season, you're going to see a whole lot of Swift uh, gaining a whole lot of green. I just let's 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 let him get some successes because if he doesn't get those successes, I feel like we we maybe want to kind of sit a little bit with him and and let him kind of ease himself into it rather than have multiple failures because boy he seems to really really take those to heart and um, it's another guy who is having I think you know when I see him I'm reading you know what I see in his face and 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 so on but. It's a guy who's not used to his body, not doing the things <laughs> that he needs to do, and not working the way like he he should have been turned around for that pass, right? He doesn't he doesn't not do that. That's not who he is, and he's he's a little bit in his own head, I think. So, uh, yeah. Swift is going to be a great player. We just got to bring him along um, a little bit mentally to to fit with that physical gift that he has, or those physical gifts that he has, and and get him to really really bring it home. All right, let's see. Let's take a look. Uh, moving on to special teams. Um, do we need to say anything about Jack Fox other than boom, baby? Oof. I mean, we were so nervous coming into the year about the punter position. We, we have a punter on the practice squad. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? We were, we were nervous, man. We, we didn't know what we had. It's like, boom, every time, right? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking of, oh God, that was one of the more annoying calls. I do want to talk to, uh, um, Dean. The next time he comes on the show about what the hell that was about reestablishing yourself after you. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like being out of bounds. Well, like, but I've heard, you know, like if you're touching, if you're literally touching the end zone when you touch the ball. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. But he wasn't. That's just like that the, was new to me. And I did not. I, I don't I still don't know if that's actually a thing or if they just like decided that was a thing in that moment so. no no it's 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 based on the same thing of reestablishing yourself after being out of bounds you can't be the first player to touch that like you're a gunner running down the sideline you and and you pop back and you know you get blocked out and you come back in you can't be the first I one to touch the ground that yeah. was applicable yep. to the end zone you have for, to establish yourself yep. so i get it um that was a real ticky tacky call though i didn't like that at all that was they they don't pull that crap. We've had enough ticky tacky in our life, <laughs> in our lives. All right. Uh, I do want to hit a really quick um, talk about Matt Prater. Matt Prater was awesome. Uh, Ripper Snapper, awesome. Mule Bach, of course. He, that's his, his Transformer name, Ripper Snapper, since we're all into that in Detroit with Babytron and Megatron and all the other Trons. <laughs> all right. I want to talk about overall. And there's a, there's a narrative that's been happening and going on, and I just want to kind of get in front of it. Again, this is my second use channeling of Ash because he does such a good job and uh, doesn't have the time to write, so he, he kind of just puts his thoughts down really quick in the slack for us, and, and, and I steal the good ones um, because that's who I am. The, the whole idea that Kyler Murray lost the game and the Lions, the Lions defense didn't win it. 
it's 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 wrong. Okay, and I'm going to take a couple of points that Ash made. And I'm going to share them with you. <clears throat> First, on Duran Harmon's interception, the pass rush got to Kyler Murray. Uh, Jamie Collins hit Murray's arm as he was throwing. He caused the ball to sail, and Harmon made the play on the tip. 100% great defensive play. That's not Murray playing badly, just a great mm-hmm. defensive play, period. Collins' interception, that was him reading the quarterback's eyes and jumping the route. Okay, Yeah, Murray stared Fitzgerald down, but it's a definition of good defense and a key against the team's offensive scheme in particular. When you're playing Arizona, you got Kyler Murray. He does that. He tends to stare people down. Watch him. Watch his eyes. You you, you get on it. And so what do we do? We, we, we get all over that first read. So um, well coached, well played on the defense on that one. It wasn't a perfect throw. No, 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 no. But Collins still had to make the play, and it wasn't a throw to nobody which some people have said it was just slightly behind the receiver. So Jamie Collins, good work there. Played that, played it right, did the right thing. It would have been easy to not have been in position to make that based on a whole number of things, but Jamie Collins was good, good work. Uh, okay, Okuda, talk about him, his pick. It's exactly you want, what you want a corner to do on that play. Hopkins kind of let the ball come to him. Okuda jumped the route. Coverage was good, and he stepped up, made the available play when the receiver gave up on a contested ball, and that was it. Hopkins got lazy there. That was that was basically what happened, and that's the end of the story for him. Um, three great picks, well played on the defense, uh, took advantage of what was given to him, and were in the right spot on the field. So here it is. Nobody intercepts a perfectly thrown ball, and no quarterback completes every pass. Murray had a tough day, but great plays by the Lions defense won this game. They punished every mistake he made, and that's all you can ask. This was not Murray losing the game. Kyler Murray didn't lose this game. The Lions played really, really well. This defense did a good job. This is a step up that we've been looking for from these guys. And like I said, the offense played good enough to win it. Um, I I don't remember the last time we controlled the clock like that. Walked down the field, controlled the clock without a bunch of you know thirty yard passes trying to sail it in in short time. We just managed the clock, walked it down, set up the kick, kicked it and won it, and walked off the field happy. That was that was well done. That was well managed, well coached, well played across the board. All three all three phases of the game. Yeah, I'm just glad. It, it, I remember last year just getting absolutely cooked by Fitzgerald. Um, no, granted, Hopkins had a solid game, you know, against us in terms of receptions and yardage. But last year when we played them, Fitzgerald was just on a tear. Uh, it was like 114 yards and a touchdown on eight receptions, and he they they just couldn't they couldn't stop him, especially late in the game. It was nice to see them that, and and I got nothing. I I don't think anybody has anything but respect for Larry Fitzgerald. But it was just. It was nice to see us not get completely destroyed by him again. So. Yeah, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald and Hopkins, what a, what a dynamic duo, right? I mean, that's just incredible. So, uh, no, I, we did good. This team, surprising. I did not expect them to win. And and on second watch, oh, I'm sorry, upon further review, they they played very well. Great team game. All right, uh, I got to talk really quick about St. Jude. I've got This guy needs a oh, and I'm oh. going to find him Whoa. and just give him a big him. Thank you. Thank you very much, my man. $20 from the Patreon. Adam, you are the rocker, man. Thanks a lot. Really, really appreciate that. That's uh, awesome to get that kind of support. AKA, recognize me. I recognize you. I see you over there playing the guitar, Stafford. All right. Um, that was cool. That was really, really cool. Um, he's going to get his name on the front page now with that 
donation. Um, okay, let's uh, talk a little bit. Uh, I got feedback from my my my. I don't want to say the most critical department, but it's it's the the ombuds woman of the show. My wife <laughs> constantly watches and makes sure I know where I screwed up. And boy, it's a long list every day. And then we get to the show, right? I mean, it's 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 something. But no, no, she's great. She treats me really good. But uh, one thing she said is, I'm really not getting the idea on the St. Jude. I know you're raising money for him, but help me understand better what this whole St. Jude fundraiser is, how it's going to work and all that. So I'm going to go through a little bit uh, of an explanation for everybody here because it's a really, 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 really big deal so i'm gonna put up we got a new flyer built out you see that there case it's very nice isn't it they sure do got to give uh my man pain it's not tea pain but uh i'm sorry not two pints it's two pints not tea pain two pints <laughs> <laughs> got to give him credit he did this for us really really great work he's doing some other stuff for us as well you guys are gonna really like um saint jude charity fundraiser it's christmas for the kids uh it starts off it kicks off on november 6th we're gonna do a 24-hour show case and i 24 hours straight podcasting. We're going to do it live via YouTube like we usually do. It won't be an audio show afterwards for downloads. So don't worry about all that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to put it, and we've already started to put together a lot of people, national and local celebrities, to be on the show. Join us. They're going to bring items for the auction that'll kick off on the 9th. And I'll talk about that auction in a little bit. But a lot of merchandise, signed stuff. We've already got two Kenny Galladay jerseys signed, showing up, ready to go. Um, we've got some other stuff, uh, some national stuff coming in. Um, we've got some players coming in to talk. We've got some stuff from them signed, some really, really good stuff. Colin, thank you so much, man. Appreciate all the work you're doing in the back, the background, drumming stuff up and players and stuff. Um, I'll talk about, we're going to see Dan Miller. Jim Brandstatter and Tony Ortiz back together again for the first time since the last broadcast together. And the first time that even uh, Jim and Dan are going to be together since their last last broadcast on the Lions Radio Network. Uh, we're going to get some great behind-the-scenes stories from these guys. Um, what life was like. Uh, Tony alluded to it a little bit on Friday. He's like, if you can make it work. And by by 5 p.m. Friday, I had commitments from all three of them. It was great. Um, they went to St. Elmo's in Indy. And oh my gosh, you talk about uh, you talk about uh, the funny stuff. Tony said he, he said just let me tell you, it's the first time I got in trouble for my expense report from the radio station. So, so this twenty four hour podcastathon, the idea is every penny from Super Chat is going to go to St. Jude. It's, so it's like a telethon. We're raising cash. We're going to have a lot of people come on, a lot of players, national celebrities, all that sort of thing. And they're going to talk, interview, give us all kinds of great stories, just like we heard from those guys. It's going to be a great, great uh, piece. And along the way, they're going to bring some great items to donate for the auction. All right? After that, the auction is going to kick off on November 9th, and it's going to go through December 18th. The hope is that we can get the uh, items out in time if you want to give them for Christmas gifts or you know holiday gifts, whatever else. Uh, the charity auction will run, and all these things will be going to the highest bidder. We'll do some other uh, fundraisers along the way, but the, the podcast-a-thon kicks this whole thing off and gets it all started um, and, and is really where we're trying to you know get that big bulk of the, the cash donations up front and uh, give you guys some really, really good access because we'll be doing phone calls to national and local Detroit celebrities. So there's a lot of work going into this. It's a long uh, long sled we're pushing. We're trying to get to 25K this year. All right, we got almost 7,500 last time, and it was thrown together at the last minute. We're really getting some real stuff down here. Um, $25,000 we want to raise, and we need you guys' help to do that. All right, so we'll we'll hop on that. We'll make that work. The St. Jude Charity Fundraiser. Did you understand what I said with all this and how it works, Case? I wasn't listening. Okay, thank you so much. All right. (laughs) We'll move 
move on. I'm, I'm this. This is big. I love. I love. Love doing this for the kids. Christmas for the yeah, kids. Yeah, the whole no, sure. thing. I, I'm it's, happy to be doing it. I just wasn't listening. It's to you. one was... of those highlight things. <laughs> done, mine. It's one of those highlight things in, in in being able to do something like that. You know what I mean? To put it together. So. Let's uh, move on. King Tangerine Uno in the subreddit. He put together a poll case that you found quite riveting, and you kept jumping up and down. I want to talk about. It. I want to talk about it, Chris. Let me talk about the poll. Let me talk about. It. So here I you go. I didn't want to forget about it. Here you go. It's all um, you do. And and he posted it, and it it's got zero points on the subreddit. I, I think it was you know, uh, I want to say it looks like it was posted about fifteen hours ago from uh, right now five oh six p.m. Uh, fire Patricia now or wait and see week three. And he's been doing polls after each game on whether to fire Patricia immediately. Let's wait and see or no opinion. And not super surprisingly, after week one loss, there was a 39% of people said fire immediately. After the week two loss, it was it bounced up pretty significantly to 60, 66.2%. Uh, so that was people. I know. I know that people were, people were very upset. So I'm not really surprised by that at all. But then, <laughs> one win later, and I, I don't have the percentage here. If somebody could wants to break down the math, they can. But it's 74 votes for fire petition immediately, 176 for let's wait and see, and 14 for no opinion. So let's wait and see is uh, it, it's got to be like. 70% of the vote or something like that. It's just funny to me. It's just interesting to me how, how fickle uh, we are as fans. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to necessarily say anything bad about fans having that kind of reaction, but it's just interesting to see it play out on a week to week basis. Um, you know, the, the extremes, when, right? How right, shift. Extremes. Yeah. So. And, and if, if look, if we beat the saints, all of a sudden, it's going to be crazy. And, and you know, people were so mad. And this is the thing I've been trying, trying so hard to help people. You, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to, 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 to be mad at the Lions, right? It's okay to disagree with people why they're bad or if they're bad or if the coach should go. But just treat each other with respect. That's all. <laughs> Don't be a... Don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a jerk. That's all. I think the the only thing that I've seen that has made me shake my head a little bit only is <laughs> this one is some uh, is some comments saying, "Oh man, I wish they hadn't won." Now we have to keep Patricia around, or or really the one that I dedicated to that Chicago loss anger. Right, right. <laughs> the one that I the one that I saw that that really amused me was somebody saying. Well, man, if they make the playoffs, they're going to have to keep Patricia. Like, uh, are you? <laughs> if if the Lions make the playoffs, and I'm not suggesting they will at this point, I sure hope they do. We'll talk a little bit about you know some possibility that that could you know happen in in a little bit here. But I mean, it, leopards ate my face. Uh, if if you're, anyone's not familiar with that, uh, it, it, you're saying that. That's a bad thing if the Lions make the playoffs with Patricia because then they then they'd want to keep him. Like, do you not recognize how absurd that statement is? That's, but I know people have. There are some people out there who, no matter what happens from here on out in Patricia's career, no matter what happens, he could they could win the Super Bowl this year, mm -hmm. and there is still going to be a faction of people who want him fired because he hurt their feelings through the first couple of years. So. Yeah, that first news story 
there's there's play, there's people who haven't recovered from that. That yeah. was just the rehash of the history that it didn't move anything forward. Here we are, what are we three years later? Nothing. That the story did nothing but hurt the if 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 you know the 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 alleged victim and the alleged perpetrator because who knows if it's true either way. No one no one was better off because of that. And all it did was wreck the welcome of a new coach to Detroit. And it's been just a, a, a incredible, terrible time since. This and, guy needs a oh, and I'm going to find him hey, Kevin, and just give you, him brother. a big <laughs> Kevin showing up with six bucks via Patreon. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate the support. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would love to see Patricia win here to kind of shut that down and, and kind of put that all the stuff that he took in place. If he doesn't, he doesn't, right? If, if, if he moves on, he, if he doesn't do it, he doesn't go. And that's why we created, oh, this is a really good segue, the Detroit Lions podcast, Meaningful <laughs> Games in December-ometer. <laughs> this will help folks have a visual because remember, we were told last December what it was going to take for Matt Patricia to remain a Detroit Lions coach. Do you remember what the phrase was? It's in there. It's it's snuck into the graphic uh, case. Come on. No, I I can't see the graphic. It's too small. Meaningful games in oh, December. Oh, yes, yes. And how vague that is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam man, oh god, you, you kill me, dude. <laughs> you kill me. $5 <laughs> super chat. How much to sponsor a 24-hour block? We'll talk, man. We'll talk. <laughs> my guy, my guy. Um so where are we? Well, we're on the, the clown's right ear, right? We're moving towards the middle because we're almost even. Um, I did not have this prepared. I had to, after the game, and literally I waited till after the game because I wasn't quite sure. I had to prepare uh, and redo this because I had it set for a loss. We're moving away from tank and moving towards the near miss of the playoffs. Meaningful games in December, I think, as we said before, 7-9 and nine isn't going to cut it anymore after the start of the season. Although, you know what? If if we do a run for the rest of the season, seven and nine still doesn't do it. I, but I, I look at the schedule. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of possibility here. Um, let's talk about that schedule difficulty. We got the uh, the Saints coming up here, right? Yeah, that's and no easy one. That's that's a breeze. Get it? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So after that, we have the bye, and that's going to get a lot of people healthy, get a lot of people that's back. A tough one too. Um, well, I think we got that one covered. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a tie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we get through the we get through the the bye week, but with the guys getting healthy, and um, the 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 rest of the season really looking easier. I mean, if you walk through the schedule here, uh, it gets. It gets, I don't want to say easy fast, but boy, you talk about a lighter load. It starts off with Jacksonville, right? And uh, that's, I don't want to say that's easy, but they are definitely not the team they were supposed to be this year. Jacksonville is not at all looking great. From there, you go to the Falcons, another winless team, right? Not looking great. The Colts, we'll see. We'll see how they do. They're... Yeah, they they're they are tricky to figure out right yep. now. So the Vikings, the winless team, who isn't going to practice this week, and yeah, even play. we're going to talk about that. We'll get to a round of the division. Here yep, yep. Uh, Washington football team, we should have no problem with those efforts. The Panthers feels winnable, feels absolutely winnable. Panthers at home, Whew. Uh, Texans at home. That's interesting. That'll be an interesting game. We'll see how that goes. And then at the Bears. Packers at home, a couple tough games. Titans away, that's going to be a tough one. Buccaneers at home and Vikings at home. I mean, there's there's a shot here. We This team is 8-8. Eight and eight. Now what do you do? 
Right? Yeah, That's I mean those last five the games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean we have those we have those last five games, and a- any of those five could be very difficult. Um, a lot. I mean the P- Buccaneers haven't quite hit their stride yet. Um, the Titans are a very good team. Uh, the Vikings also haven't hit their stride yet, but I would be surprised if they're not playing better football by the end of the year than they are right now. Can you um, imagine being? I mean, I, I I don't know. When we do around the division, you tell me how people are, are reacting to yeah, to the Vikes because. I gotta imagine if in Detroit, <laughs> the place would be on fire right now. Mike yeah. Zimmer, their cap hell, the whole thing. Whew, they've got a lot to account for over there. Yeah, they do. I thought maybe they'd be in trouble. They were in a little bit of a hot seat before the season started, right? And and now yeah. with how they performed, whew, that doesn't look good. All right. Uh, yep, you got to beat teens in your division. That's how the football works. But the other part of it is, is there's an extra wild card this year. So. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do if you get in at eight and eight? Yeah, I mean an eight and eight. That's what I was going to say. I mean an eight and eight. There's a very real possibility of an eight and eight team making it on a, as a as a um, wild card. I think more likely you'll see a nine and seven or ten and six team get that last spot. But mm, I'd say nine and seven or eight and eight are going to get that last spot. I'm trying to remember. I had looked it up, and I think over the last few years, I think it would have been a nine and seven or, or ten and six team. But I mean, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. So sure, sure. Hey, Don, thank you so much, brother. Two dollar uh, super chat. Love that, man. That's cool. Appreciate the support. It uh, helps helps out a lot. Uh, and we need, you know, it's, this is actually a really good time if you want to go back to the St. Jude thing. Get that set up so you can send that super chat if you haven't sent one yet, because there's a little bit yet to set up with your card and all that other stuff that way when we get to st jude you can just you can just wrap that thing in there when we have uh the guest of your choice on there so there you go all right thanks don really appreciate it man uh okay want to get into a little bit about uh, injuries uh, i saw it flying by in the chat and we, we wanted to keep you waiting uh jaron curse safety eligible to come back get this not out of your elbow there buddy uh yep. <laughs> now here's something interesting not only is he eligible to come back but his twitter got deleted today and when I say got deleted, he he deleted it. His Instagram is still alive, but um, oh, what was it that I saw? He's just on his trying Instagram? to stay out of trouble, maybe. I don't know. I think he's just trying to avoid all the talk, everything that's surrounding the team right now from fans and and people and media. I mean, you saw what Terry Bradshaw did on Sunday um, with his hot take. Um, not that it's necessarily a hot take, but I just think it's way too early. Way, way too early. Just way too early. Um, what do you think? Um, Jaron Curse is back. That's that's going to help, right? To have have a good safety. I, I mean, I think he's just depth safety. Like I don't, I don't, I, I I know that a lot of people seem to be pretty excited about him, but I think I, I mean, I don't expect to see him step in and playing a ton of snaps unless somebody goes down. But who knows? Maybe he's got more in the tank than I think he does. I mean, he, we're talking about a guy who's only started, you know, I think like five games in his career. I had it, I had it pulled up and I, I lost it but uh he i mean it isn't like he's been you know a major contributor where he's been he's just he's he's just a guy as far as i can tell yeah yeah we'll see we'll see um curlingus and i didn't occur i gotta i gotta say thanks for the super chat last show i didn't say i i went back through the show and did, did some work and i saw that i missed yours when i was doing it thank you so much man i, I appreciate it and i'm sorry that i blew it uh flounder oh wow thanks man that's that's really cool (laughs) um oh yeah we got that for you um this one's for you flounder this guy needs a and i'm gonna find him and just give him a big (laughs) 
There you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> Curlinga says Terry Bradshaw should have been replaced years ago. Um, save that. You might see him on the St. Jude show. He could tell him himself when you call in. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. Uh, that's that's the look at the injury piece. There'll be more. We, we get the injury report uh, when we do the Friday show, so we'll break that down with you guys. Uh, again, thanks a lot, Flanderishes, for that, man. Uh, all right, really quick, uh, I got to tell you about Amazon. You guys are all shopping at Amazon. It's going. It's time to get your costumes. It's time to get all the good stuff. You want to get looking good for Halloween? Why? But you guys aren't shut down, are you? We're wide open here. Phase three in Florida. It's time to party and pass out candy and go get drunk and all that kind of stuff. Um, How are you, you enjoying the the party atmosphere down there right now? With the with the lightning and. Everything going on. It was elbows and a holes last night down. They call it Thunder Alley. <laughs> I call it Thunder Road because I want to call it like Greece, right? But yeah. uh, I was happy they won. It's the people were out there. It was big old party, just a giant party. They had a good time. I quit drinking a little bit ago. Just Joe, did you? <laughs> don't did get you? The fun. I, I I really we really appreciate it. Um, did, if you just tuned in, we just talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for the $5 super chat, brother. Um, we did. Um, you, you can DVR this. You can actually scroll backwards on it. We just, just like five minutes hit it. So J. Ron Curse on the impact will let you know. Don gave you a two-letter answer, though. Uh, <laughs> but thank you, man. Really, really appreciate it. Um, oh, where was it? Oh, yeah, no. I, 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 I quit drinking. It's just a short-term thing, guys. Don't worry. Uh, just the, <laughs> I'll be back in form real, real soon. Um but no, the party atmosphere is great, I guess, for people who get to party. <laughs> so we'll get there. All right. Uh, really quick, I got to tell you. Yeah, anyway, back to Amazon. You're getting your Halloween costumes, right? You got to get yourself set up. Start thinking about some of the other holidays coming up, too. You know, you got all that going on. You're going to Amazon. You're picking all that stuff up. They have great costume selection, great stuff, great. And just about anything you need over at Amazon.com. But don't just, don't just go there. You want to go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Why? Because Bezos doesn't pay taxes, and we do. That's right. We're supporting your schools. We're supporting your bailout checks. We're doing the whole thing. You want that $1,200 check? You go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com because we pay our taxes. You take that money away from Bezos that he doesn't pay in taxes and give it to us, and we'll pay taxes on that and help help this careful country move ahead. Careful, paying taxes is a political issue these days. So oh, God. We need to be careful. But it's, it's, it's generally... It's generally thought to be good citizenship to pay your taxes, right? Uh huh. Okay, so we're paying our taxes. That's it. We're good citizens. That's all we're saying. We're not trying to do politics. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Take a good read and make it bad. Just call me up. I'll do it for you. All right. Uh, let's do a preview of the Lions versus the Saints right now. This is a big game. Um, I would have said, you know, I said in the Friday game that I. I knew the Lions were going to pick up one of the next two, and they wound up pick. I thought it would be the Saints game. They picked up the stupid, uh, the the Arizona game. This game against the Saints is winnable. I, I think this is absolutely winnable for the Lions team. I think this win against the Arizona Cardinals, who are a great team, they're a very very good team. Like I said, the three teams we've played so far are eight and one record combined. Um, we beat a good team, and we did it with good play. This is maybe the 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 thing that this team needs to take the next step. Um, talk about this 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 game case. Give us some matchups. Give us your thoughts on well, the Lions. Well, I, I I would agree with you that that they are beatable. Um, on the other hand, I think they played the Packers a lot better than we played the Packers two weeks ago. So that 
has me a little bit concerned. I think that it took some buggery by the refs to uh, end up costing them the game against the Packers, but uh, they have some things going for them, really. I mean, they they are a good offensive team. I already talked about Alvin Kamara in, in some detail that he terrifies me. So, I don't know. Um, if Michael Thomas is healthy and playing, he's going to be another real big experience for Okuda, and I could see that being problematic for him. I think it's likely to be a high-scoring affair because I think we can score on them, maybe not quite as easily as Green Bay seemed to be doing, but I think we could score on them. I wouldn't be surprised to see the scores in the upper 20s, lower 30s. I would also be, I would be surprised if, barring a, you know, complete collapse from the Lions, which obviously we have to always accept as a possibility, um, <laughs> Come on, we, we we took a step this week. We we took a step yeah, forward yeah, 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 as a yeah. team. No, I, I'm just saying it's a just saying it's a possibility. Um, <laughs> I would expect another close game. I, I I think the Lions are headed for mostly close games this year. Although I do think that this is probably one of the tougher games left in our immediate you know near future. So yeah, I could see this one going either way. If I had to bet my life savings on it, I would probably put it on the Saints. But if if I could hedge that bet just a little bit, I I would do that too. So, okay, you're a hedge. All right, no, I I don't I don't predict to win, but I think this is an absolute winnable game for the the Lions. And I'm going to tell you, if the Lions win this game, um, it's the kind of trajectory that you absolutely that where you can put a stamp on it at that point, right? Yeah. Um, if the Lions play them close and still lose, I think that's still. A, a a really good kind of trajectory piece as to what we have on this team and where they're going from a um, from a quality standpoint, right? Um, we'll we'll see how things go. We'll see how things look uh, this week. This will be a real important kind of bellwether game for what this team is made of and who they are for the rest of the season. Um, we got a couple of we got a little bit of you know the bye week and a couple of easy I don't want to say easy but absolutely winnable games after that, which aren't going to tell us as much. Right, so how we play this game is just as important as whether we win it or not. So that's kind we of need to do a better at. job on converting third downs. Although I do think they did convert several, but um, that's one of the big disparities we have with the Saints, and that's one of the big disparities we have with uh, allowing a lot of teams to kind of get away with stuff against us um, in in short yardage situations. Uh, they the Lions only have 16 of 40 uh, completed third down conversions while the Saints have 17 of uh, 37, which, I mean, I guess that isn't that that far of a disparate situation, but uh, they really, hopefully we can make more third and short situations and not always get a holding call on third down or a false start or, you know, whatever, because those are we'll sit by time. Um, cause us major issues. Sean in the chat has a really good point. Hopefully Trufant is back Sunday coming from Atlanta. Yeah, He's definitely. faced Breeze and company for years. And that actually may be really, really helpful for uh, the secondary to have him in the locker room to talk about what they're looking at. Um, we'll see. This is this is this will be interesting. This will be very, very interesting this game against the Saints with the Lions. Uh all right, let's um let's do that thing where Case kind of winds up and he takes us around the division. Don't fuck around. 
I love that. I really do. I could listen to that for. I would have head banged today, but I get a little bit of a headache. So you're um, up at five a.m. <laughs> I, I believe it. You've been working hard. I was up at three o'clock this morning, so I've it's been a long day. Oof. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, let's start with the woeful Minnesota Vikings, and to add insult to injury, <laughs> after a brutal a, a one point loss in a game that they looked like they had uh, for a good chunk of it. They have to suspend their in-person training this week because three Titans players uh, had tested positive for the coronavirus. So um, because they were in contact with them, both teams had to shut down all in-person stuff. And that is that is it, 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 I, this is absolutely fascinating because we almost we almost had to know that it was going to happen eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's an inevitability. Although I, I have to go back and say the NHL, uh, I'll do it in English now. The NHL absolutely <laughs> nailed it. They absolutely just killed it with their bubble and the way they uh, they they pulled that whole thing off. Um, through the, the final NBA's Stanley Cup, great too, done, right? done. Yeah, NBA's done it. The bubble just doesn't work for the NFL. Too many people. Yep, yep. Too many folks and um, too much money. So too many yeah. players or money didn't have. Too much. I don't want to say too much power or control or, or push or whatever back, but it's it's just a different different ball of wax. <laughs> I've okay. So I, here's the fascinating thing to me is I don't know you know yet what the protocol from the league is. What exactly these teams have to go through if those three players just have to be quarantined and obviously they have to test every player every day or something like that or twice a day. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it is exactly, but I mean every other player on the team is getting tested. So. Uh, if those three players are quarantined and if the Vikings players don't turn up any positive cases, are they good to go like um, Thursday? You know, are they good to return to practice Thursday? Are they good to return to practice Friday? Are they, I I assume they're not going to like cancel the game, but that, that also begs the question. What if they were forced to cancel a game? Is that something they reschedule for later in the year? Hold up, hold up, hold up. So they test, 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 test. Right, it takes five days to for incubation period. Right, wasn't that what it is about average five days or something like that? I don't right. want to give anybody wrong information here, so I know it's right around there. But so it's it's Monday, Tuesday they find out, right? So that takes them till Saturday or Friday. If they all test good, you let's just let's just kind of look at it like this: during the regular season in a non-COVID year, if somebody has the flu and can't play, they don't play. The game yeah. still happens, right? Yeah. If you have three guys sick, they, they, they just play. If you have five guys sick, they, the game still goes on. Sorry, you got the flu through the locker room. Um, I think the games continue as long as the team tests out at a, at a, at a level. Now, how many Well, that's people, what I mean, but what if there was many, like a... How many people What if there were 20 sick? players on the team that tested positive, you know? Right. And and what that number is, I don't know. I'm sure the NFL has one. Do they NFL just have forfeit? Or are they rescheduling? No, I bet or they play do they just have to year. trot out... Yeah, and, yeah. End of the year they'll play yeah. it. It'll be bye weeks for before the playoffs. It'll just be interesting to see if that scenario ends up having to having to play out at any point. But yeah, yeah, no, we'll. we'll I mean, see. It, it, and uh, I don't want that to happen, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's it's just kind of a fascinating scenario that we've never seen before. So yeah, and and then it makes planning like for Senior Bowl and everything else really crazy, right? Because that all that stuff will then get pushed around because that's all based on you know Pro Bowl, Senior Bowl, Super Bowl, all that stuff. So we'll see. Um, so no, no, there's there's a lot of stuff involved. We'll see. How that how that works out, um, but I think I think they play Titans. Different story, right? How many guys is it? Eight guys is the last I think I saw in, on the Titans. Oh, I only had heard the three, but yeah. Uh, anyone in the chat, if you want to, if you want to 
fact check me on the fly i guess this is the night for doing that um go ahead and hit me up really quick and 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 i think i saw eight right before we went on titans that may be a different that may cross a threshold of too many players i don't know what the nfl's threshold is but three guys five coaches there it was that was the eight number so um we'll see how that goes i mean we'll see if they play we'll see what that means and uh it's just it's it's interesting okay, three guys three players five coaches yeah that's what okay <laughs> Yeah, sorry. And it's okay. I wasn't listening to you again. <laughs> and Brandon, yeah, and Brandon's absolutely right. Are you listening? Brandon's absolutely right. This is why they expanded the practice squad. <laughs> so we'll see how they fill those those players in. We'll see what they do with it. Um, definitely going to be interesting to watch this play out for a team that absolutely didn't need it. This the, the week of no practice for the Vikings that really sucks for them. Right. I mean, that would be an absolute lion situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would it, it, before Jacksonville. Uh, it'll be the end of the bye week. Everybody's fine. Then all of a sudden they got sick. They did something over the bye week. And now they can't show up for Jacksonville. You know, you're yeah. missing like three year top players or something. That's just a lion's thing to do. Uh, so the other thing. Uh, sorry. Are go, we are, go, go, keep going. Keep swinging okay. the bat. Okay, the other thing with the the Vikings I just want to mention, and if you didn't watch any of the Vikings game, I would recommend going and finding uh, Justin Jefferson's uh, highlights. Uh, he's scary. That kid is uh, their their first round pick this year, wide receiver. He is he's a frightening player. Um, I will say, <laughs> he had a showboat on a play that was, to me, would be worrisome if a Lions player did it. Um, because I, I mean, it, I'm surprised he didn't get flagged for uh, um, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct because he started dancing before he even got into the end zone. I don't love to see that stuff from any player, frankly, just because I, I start to worry about that, the mentality that goes into somebody doing that and whether or not that person's ego is, you know, if that, if their ego is unchecked and that kind of thing. I even worry about Kenny Galladay sometimes, um, and I, but I don't think he's ever done anything like what Justin Jefferson did on that play. So like, if I'm if I'm a Vikings fan, which I'm not, thankfully, I, I'm not that I'm doing much better. But um, <laughs> I would be nervous about the future of that particular young man and and whether or not he's going to be a team player uh, forever. I do think he's extremely talented, and I think they're probably happy they got him. Uh, for yeah. the time being, but I could see that I could see that relationship eventually ending poorly. I got to give Mike Hodges a, a, a shout out really quick. Um, he just painted the 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 blackest of pictures, the the black pill here. Um, <clears throat> the Lions would miss a week of practice before their first playoff game. <laughs> That's our good luck. Yeah, we that would be the week our guys got sick. And Sean with 2020 isn't over yet, Mike. Don't even put that out there. Don't even put yeah, that out yeah. there. Oh, my goodness. Okay, continue. Sorry, I do think but before moving off the Vikings, I do think that they will improve as the year goes on. They do. They're still struggling majorly with their pass protection. Um, and I don't know that they have a great answer for that, but they're going to try to shuffle things around that should they should at least find different ways to alleviate it or distract from it, that kind of thing. So I would be, I am surprised that they're 0 3. They did look good through most of this last game. And I really, and I, I like for sure thought they were going to beat the Titans at, at several points in the game. And it just didn't, you know, it, it went the other way. And obviously we've seen the same thing happen to us too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, but I do think they're a better team than their record would suggest. And I do think that they will be a tough team to face later on this season. So, yeah, so Vikings, you feel like you're going to see, you're still going to see that Vikings and bear swap. Yeah. I will say, I mean, starting off zero and three after every, all the resources that they pull pooled into going all in this year is not a great look. So if they like depression sets in for them, it could, I, I mean, it could spiral out of control too. Like it is, it is at that spot. And Mike Zimmer um, has not, I wouldn't necessarily say he's been on the hot seat before, but there have been times when people started questioning him. And if this season were to completely get out of his control, I think he gets one more year for sure, but he might be in major trouble if, if that were to happen for the rest of this year, if he wasn't able to get this team under control and, you know, and at least finish with a, you know, respectable six, seven, eight wins. So, Um, I have to go back really quick. I'm sorry. I hate to be jumpy, jumpy all over the place. Um, we got in, info from Sandman. He's got coverage instructions for Michael Thomas. Um, I don't know if you heard this part from you. You were there for it. I'd cover Michael Thomas with a spilled seven-layer dip on the plane steps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that sure. reference? Do you remember no. that reference? You don't? Okay. <laughs> That's a good one, Sam, man. I'm with you. I got you. All right, go ahead. Take us back around the division. you got to yeah, listen to no, every show I, if you want all the inside jokes. Case. I should. I should. Uh, I should. You know, say that Vikings fans around here are pretty depressed, which is always a nice little boost in the arm for me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've been arm. enjoying That's that. But um, the Bears are a fraud. <gasps> dun, They're a dun, fraud. Dun. Yes, they are They're an absolute fraud. I mean, the GM is too. <laughs> I can't believe the, how much he took them for. I mean, they played. They played decently against the giants but the giants are one of the worst teams in the league absolutely one of the worst teams in the league worse than the lions by a long shot um they beat us and we all remember that and that that game could have and probably should have gone the other way uh it it it, it was not the the bears were fortunate that the lions completely imploded um, and, and that had, they had all those injuries and the ejection and all that, all the random, random bizarreness that added up to that. They sub somehow managed almost the identical situation this week against the Falcons. I think that was the most frustrating game for me to watch all weekend. Uh, because I mean, the Falcons, it, it, it couldn't, it almost was a carbon copy of our week one game against the bears mm-hmm. where we had them, we had them on the ropes and then just like made stupid decisions and couldn't execute and tried to throw the ball uh, instead of running the clock out, um, which I'm not necessarily saying you should never do. I'm just saying that throwing it three times instead of milking some clock to, to get yourself in a, to, to put the pressure on them was a mistake. Um, They obviously, if you haven't heard, they, benched Trubisky and Foles as their starting quarterback for the time being. I think that's a good decision for them, but I don't think it's because I think uh, Nick Foles is a very good quarterback. It's because Trubisky is so terrible, uh, of course, except for five minutes against us. Um, but I, it's, it is, uh, it, they are, they are living a charmed existence at the moment. And I, I do not see that continuing as their schedule 
gets much more difficult going forward. And I don't disagree in the in the least bit with with what you're saying there. Um, I think that they're they're in a place that um, they don't belong, and we'll see that go. Uh, Detroit fan man nailed it. Vikings coach Zimmer can't get fired. Imagine how unattractive the Cousins contract looks to a potential candidate. I mean, who, who are you going to recruit I, for that? Well, the, like I but said, that's, that's not going to because that gives us the the better shot at the top coaches, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, like I say, I don't think he would get fired this year, no matter how bad they were, but he would certainly start feeling a hot seat next year again uh, because he was border. Like I say, he was borderline on a hot seat. I think we we talked about it several times mm-hmm. uh, last year, not last the year, season, the year yeah. before. And, you know, all these things we've talked about how Mike Zimmer can at times be overrated um, and what what exactly would he have to do anyway? That's that's neither here nor there history. is that what you're going to say but, yeah <laughs> right. uh so moving on to the packers i am yeah. scared of what the packers have been able to do without devonte adams it's incredible they they have they have outperformed anything i thought they were going to do already yeah, this year sure. holy crap what a powerhouse this team is and to see Lazard step up, they needed, they absolutely needed a wide receiver to step up. And it sucks that they had one do it. I was banking on that. <laughs> they wouldn't have anybody but Devontae Adams. I do want to just really quick do the old, because I don't often do this, right? I'm not the kind of guy that, that takes care of myself in front of other people. But uh, I picked up Lazard uh, as a flex play over the uh over the week this week and boy did he score a lot of points <laughs> very nice thank you very for nice. stepping up thank you very much thank what's you your record uh i think i'm two and one in both leagues sure i'm one and two but i have the second highest total points for in the league so i've just kind of gotten hosed a little bit but I, I think that's still a strong like position to be in going forward so the dynasty league we put together in the slack i'm a little nervous about ash and wisco's teams they're they're pretty well put together Hoping that uh, the injury bug comes along like it has for me. I mean, I'm I'm fielding a team, and I've got a, I've got a great team. I, I built my team for like year two and three, really, with the players I grabbed, and, and and I think I'm in good shape. But right now, with the injuries, I don't have a single guy except my backup quarterback scoring points on the bench because <laughs> they're all hurt. So we'll have to see how this plays out. I'm I'm a little nervous against those fellows because bye weeks yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, like I said, I don't, I'm not sure there's too much else to say about the Packers other than I, I, you know, we made fun of the Jordan Love pick, and you could, I, you know, I, I heard Mercedes Lewis on the radio today talking about how, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers doesn't need motivation; he wakes up motivated. That kind of that kind of thing. But like, I mean, he, he's playing the best football he has in the last few years. And you have to wonder if that isn't a major factor in him, like a renewed vim and vigor, you know, for the game. He's no longer feeling safe. Um, I also, you know, people always talk about uh, how uh, coaching quarterback combo should get better in year two, but that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. It sucks that it's happened here. (laughs) I think because I was not a believer. I was not a strong believer in Matt LaFleur, but unfortunately he's been doing a hell of a job this year. So. Yeah, the only thing we can take away from this besides FTP is that the only love in uh, Aaron Rodgers' life is Jordan. So we'll yeah. just, we can yeah. we can rest comfortably with that, knowing yeah. that he's a miserable, miserable, yeah. terrible, horrible person. All right, does that get the around the division done? Y'all good with that? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. That's wow. everything I could think about. That was good stuff. Being, so. Are you going to go to sleep? Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to make mashed potatoes and then I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, this is just training, my friend. We got a 24-hour show coming up. <laughs> <laughs> really quick one tell everybody about the merchandise. Don't don't forget to check out the merch store at the wicked detroitlionspodcast.com. You don't have to type in wicked, it's just detroitlionspodcast.com. Head on over there and uh the merch store there's some great t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, uh travel mugs. All kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. We're going to be adding more stuff as we get going. If you feel like helping us out and doing some shirt designs, we love it. We'll take it. We will take it. We will show you the the, the, the future of your work on everybody's chest around town. Uh, yeah, so you can do that for us as well. But head over to the DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Merch store is up on the hamburger button if you're on your phone or if you're on your computer. Just click on Merch Store at the top menu. And uh, there's all kinds of great stuff there. That's also uh, on that on the site there. That's where the auction is going to take place. So it doesn't, doesn't hurt to get get taken care of uh, on the, on that stuff. Um, question, Mike, do we have a meme of Chris cracking up on draft night yet? You know something? I gotta, I'll got i go back and find that and put something together on the Jordan Love pick. I will absolutely do that because <laughs> I can feel it bubbling up inside already just thinking about it. That was really, really a great moment. All right, with that, we're going to call it a show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you all for telling your friends about us. That's the best compliment you can give is telling your friends about us. <laughs> Remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the comments on the subreddit to give us the feedback. We take it seriously. You had some great conversations this week from, with some people, and we've already made some changes as a result. But use that. And then uh, don't, forget us on, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Donate. As little as a dollar a month gets you into the Slack. You can donate way more. We have different tiers and all that kind of stuff. And it helps the show get rocking, rolling, and keep on going. So patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Check us out on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. And on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Case. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my D in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> All right. We will see you Friday. You're right, Chris. Thank you very much for bringing that up. We have our pregame show absolutely on Friday with uh, Tony Ortiz, T.O., and Jeff Risden. A lot, a lot of love for that show. It's a good good little quick rundown ahead of the Lions game. Good stuff. And, of course, the postgame show with who else but the... Sandman Andy on Sundays. All right. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or on the Lions line at 929-33-Lions. 929-335-4667. Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com so we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, so be good to each other. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time.